We express our praise and gratitude to Allah Ta'ala, we blessings on the Prophet, peace be upon him, continuing our study of the Hadith material. You want to first go, to, go through Baykhuniya? Yeah. Alright. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Abda'u bilhamdi musabiyan ala muhammadin khayri nabiyin ursila wa di min aqsa min hadithi idda wa kullu wahidin ata wa hadda awaluha sahihu wa huwa matasal isnaduhum wa lam yushadda aw yu'an yarwihi addun dabitun an mithnihi mu'atamadun fi dabtihi wa naqlihi wal hasanu al-ma'rufu turqan wa ghadat rijanuhu laka sahih ishtaharat wa kullu ma'a rutbatin husni qasr fahuwa al-da'ifu wa huwa aqsa man kuthur وَمَا أُضِيفَ لِلنَّبِي الْمَرْفُوعِ وَمَا لِتَابِعٍ هُوَ الْمَقْطُوعِ وَالْمُسْنَدُ الْمُقْتَصِّرُ الْإِسْنَادِ مِنْهِ رَاوِيهِ حَتَّى الْمُصْطَفَى وَلَمْ يَرِنْ وَمَا بِسَمْعِ كُلِّ رَاوِيٍ يَتَّصِلْ إِسْنَادُهُ لِلْمُصْطَفَى فِي الْمُتَّصِلِ مُسَنْسَلٌ قُلْ مَا عَلَى وَصْفٍ أَتَى مِثْلُ أَمَا وَاللَّهِ أَنْبَأْنِ الْفَتَى كَذَلِكَ قَدْ حَدَّثَنِيهِ قَائِمًا أَوْ بَعْدَ أَنْ حَدَّثَنِي تَبَسَّمَا عزيز مروي اثنين أو ثلاثة مشهور مروي فوق ما ثلاثة معنعن كعن سعيد عن كرم ومبهم ما فيه راو لم يسم وما أضفته إلى الأصل وكل ما قلت رجاله على وضده ذاك الذي قد نزل وما أضفته إلى الأصحاب من وما أضفته إلى الأصحاب من قول وفعل فهو موقوف زك ومرسل منه الصحابي السقط وكل غريب ما روى راو فقط وكل ما لم يتصل بحال إسناده منقطع الأوصال. We can stop there because that's half of it. Okay, very good, mashallah. All right, let's go through translation. Okay, so uh, I have some of it memorized, but I'll just yeah, read yeah, it. Yeah, Begin, I do with praise and prayers and salutations on Muhammad, the noble prophet, the finest ever commissioned. Okay, so. <laughs> so essentially, we probably talked about this before, that it is proper form that whenever you do something to begin with praise of Allah, peace be upon us, uh, subhanahu wa ta'ala, and to send blessings on the Prophet, peace yeah. be upon him. Okay, so that's what's happening there. Okay. So what follows are a number of the hadith divisions, and all of them do come with their definitions. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the first of them is sound, which is sahih, and that is neither broken in its chain, nor does it contradict or have a hidden failing. Contradict what? Contradict itself. Or contradict itself, contradict the Quran. It may uh, contradict in terms of its. Um, uh, um, actually, correction. Contradiction in terms of the chain. Uh, it does not have an apparent contradiction and it does not have a failing in the contradiction. Meaning, the chain might look continuous, but you don't find a contradiction, you don't find something hidden that's missing. Okay. One who is upright and precise, narrates from his life, reliable in his precision, precision, sorry, as well as his transmission. Okay, so what we're saying here is that when you're looking at each of the narrators, you're looking, are they adil? So here it's translated as upright. Are they dubbed precise? What's the importance of being precise? Uh, to make sure that you're saying it right and you're saying what the Prophet actually said. Yeah, so the same what the Prophet said, peace be upon him. Now... It's still a common opinion that um, that even a hadith is more often uh, sharing the meaning rather than the word for word. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's its own field. Yeah. Um, okay. And then 
reliable in his precision as well as his transmission. So precision would be the words and transmission would be from whom is this person quoting. Mm -hmm. So naqal is transmission. What's naqal in Urdu? Naqal in Urdu is to mimic somebody. Okay. And in the Hadith sciences, however, it's transmission. Okay. And dubbed is again precision. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, has, uh, the, tra the, the tradition that is fair is one whose roots are known. Its narrator is not as famous as the sounds have shown. Okay. Yeah. So that's pretty pretty straightforward. So under Sahih we have Hassan. Yes. And so you still have the chain, but the narrators are not as well known. Right. And the point being here is that they don't have as much biographical information. Right. So. Um, and all that falls below the rank of the fair tradition, weak it is, falling short with many subdivisions. Okay, so da'if. Yes. So, so the big, big categories will be sahih, hasan, and da'if. And this is the, the, the short version. There are, for some people, as many as 40 levels. And so you have hasan, then you'll have various levels of, oh, uh, you have sahih, multiple levels of sahih, hasan, multiple levels, going all the way to da'if, and then... Um, and I don't remember if we talk about it here, but then we get into the whole category of, of fabrications. Mm -hmm. But okay, and and so when we're saying there's many aqsam, it's there's many parts to it where there is problems. Right now, does that mean that the prophet did not say it? No. No. What does it mean? It means that he may or may not have said it. it means we cannot prove it mm -hmm. or we cannot confirm it. Yeah. Yeah. But every weak hadith, it is possible that he actually said it. We just can't prove it. And specifically, what can't we prove? That the Sahaba, the Sahabi, is being quoted reliably. Mm -hmm. Because everything we know about the Prophet is coming from the Sahabas. Right. Okay. Uh, so, a tribute to the Prophet is the tradition that is raised while falling on the successor, broken, it is phrased. Mm -hmm. So, this is Marfu'a and Maktu'a. Right. And so, then again, now we're getting into subcategories. So, the big ones are... For authenticity, our, our Sahih Hassan Da'if, and now we're getting to details about how the chain is operating. Okay. Yeah. So what uh, what does it mean by like raised and broken? Like, so essentially, it's saying that we have what we need and we don't have uh, what we need. Okay. It'll make more sense with these next points. Okay. Uh, the tradition that is supported, its chain is indeed unbroken, intact from its last narrator to the one who has been chosen. Okay. So what is the name for that one? Uh, Musnad. So yeah, this is Musnad, or Musnad Muttasil, and and so uh, of the Isnad. And so the point here is that uh, a Musnad is uh, why do we call it the Musnad of Ahmad ibn Hanbal? Because each narration you give him the chain, and he's actually even organized it by the chain. Bukhari doesn't organize it by chain; he organizes it by what? By specific topics. Like topics, exactly right. And then, and then, what else do we have here? So if we look at Musnad of Imam Ahmad, he's going to organize each hadith based on, like, who narrated it? So the first chapter is, what do you think? The hadith of, what do you think? Abu Hurairah. Abu Bakr. Abu Bakr. Okay. And then Omar, and then Uthman, and then Ali, then Aisha, and on and on and on and on. Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Okay. Um, and whatsoever is connected by the hearing of all who narrated, 
through the one who has been chosen, the term is then connected. So that's muqtasil. Muqtasil, yeah. Exactly. And so that one's also straightforward. Essentially, it means we're not missing any names. Right, okay. okay. Linked is a tradition that does come with a story, as in the saying, by God, it was a lad who did inform me. Okay, so musalsal, try to translate, try to explain what that means. It's like... Uh, from one person to the next, like this person told me in this manner, mm-hmm. you know, he was doing this when he told me, you know, it's like the story. And then even in the next line, yes. likewise, he told me as he was standing or after he told me he was smiling. So like mm-hmm. going into the minute details of how it was transmitted. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so yeah, that's exactly what that is. So it's not just here's what the prophets ever did, but this person informed me in such and such case. Yeah. yeah. Um, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about before. I think it was Imam Shafir or Imam Madik who was like studying and he wasn't allowed to come into the gathering because they thought he was like a spy. So in some of his narrations, he says like, oh, you know, this person told me or I heard it from this person, meaning I wasn't intended to be in the gathering. <laughs> I forget which. Uh, yeah, I don't remember that part. Uh, but what we'll also see is the different types of ways that something is narrated. Okay. Okay, good. Um, Strengthened is a narration related by two or three people. Popular is a one related by more than three. Okay. So so popular is mashhur. So now what we're talking about, so first we were talking about authenticity overall. Then we're talking about, you know, how full is the chain. Now we're talking about how many chains are quoting the same thing. Mm-hmm. And what this means is that in the first level, meaning people who are quoting the Prophet, peace be upon him, here it's saying Aziz is it has three or more uh, trans, uh, transmitters, okay? And it also means that there's a minimum of three going the whole way. And what I mean by that is suppose you, me, and person number three, we'll call that person Yusuf, uh, are quoting a teacher. Now, if you and I both tell Jamal and nobody else, and Yusuf is telling however many people, uh, it's been reduced down to two chains. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Like two chains have merged. So it's three distinct full chains. Okay. That's Aziz. And then popular is when you have Mashhur. So Aziz is two or three. Uh, mashhur is more than three. Okay. So and the chains, have, they can't be combined. Like you can't have two people saying... They, they can thing. overlap, but they still have to have sufficient at each level. Okay. X number of people. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um... So now think about what is the ideal case. The ideal case is you have Sahih, and then you have Mashhur, although the more common term for Mashhur is Mutawatir. So often it's Mutawatir, Mashhur, and, and Ahad. And in this context, it's, it's uh, Mashhur, Aziz, and then uh, I don't remember if we're going to get another term there. Okay. okay. Like from Sa'id, from Karam, the Mu'an'an is proclaimed. The obscure contains a person who has not been named. Okay, so this is why in the hadith we see an such and such, an yeah. such and such. So that's called Mu'an'an. Okay. Right, the whole process of an doing yeah. an. Yeah. Right, ka'an Sa'id, an Karam. Yeah. Right. And then, but you might have a person who, it might be like, uh, from Karam, from his father. Right. So we don't have his name. Right. Yeah. Um, those whose men are few are indeed uplifted, opposed to the to those uh, who are deemed descendant. Descendant. And I don't remember the specific. Actually, let me look at the the Arabic term. 
Yeah, I'm missing this. Okay, we'll come back to this, inshallah. Oh. The next one. Uh, this is a big one right here. Number 16. Yeah. Wait, 16? Yeah. Okay. Um, and that which you related to the companions of the Prophet, from their speech and from their actions, the term is then suspended. Oh, 15. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 15. Okay. Okay. And so this is ma'uf. Yeah. What you're relating to the companions from their speech and from their actions is ma'uf. But then what's the next one? Uh, sent is the tradition, the companion is omitted, and say strange is the one that only one related. Okay. Gharib, that's the one that I was looking for. So, um, mashhur, aziz, gharib in this category, categorizations. Someone else will do mutawatir, mashhur, ahad. And, and so, why do we have different names? Different people develop different systems that, that overlap. Mursal is a big one to know. Because that means we have a hadith, but we don't know who the companion is. And so central to Ahlas Sunnah wal Jama'ah is that we're learning Islam from the companions. Meaning it's coming from Allah. Allah through Jibreel salam in most cases to the Prophet, peace be upon him. Prophet to the companions, and the companions are the ones who are giving to us. And so Mursal means we have a, a, a statement that is attributed to the Prophet, but we don't know who the companion is. What would be a scenario when we'd have that? It could be when a lot of people are quoting. Okay. Yeah. And it's become so common. Right? So so think of a hadith that's super common. Bunya al Islam al Okay, now that is common in our era. Yeah. And so the point it is so common that even a Muslim that knows almost nothing will have heard of the five pillars. Yeah. Right? And so in the era of transmission, often it'll be something that, you know, that many people are quoting. And so it's almost become like its own truth. You know? okay. Or it could be in the case of a, of a particular hadith. So that's Mursal. Mursal. So yes. that would be something like Inamal Amal bin Niyad or something too. Yeah, and again, same thing. You know, Inamal Amal bin Niyad, we know who the, who the companion is, right? Yeah. Um, but with, and then we do have multiple ones. But that one is over many generations so common that it is almost not as important. Unless you're getting very scrupulous, it becomes almost not as important who quoted it. Okay. Yeah. A lot of hadith uh, attributed to Abu Huraira will be in this category. Like Abu Huraira is often not given proper analysis because people say, okay, how could he narrate 2,000 hadith if he's only been with the Prophet for, for three years? And a lot of it is because he's pulling in from everybody. Although he's a companion, so it doesn't really count. But yeah, but my point is that he's getting every single source. So what do you mean by like because he's a companion doesn't? Because he's if he's quoting it, it's Mursal. It's not Mursal. See oh right, saying? right. But he, if he's not quoting directly from the Prophet peace be upon him, he he will often say the Prophet has said, okay. as opposed to I heard from the Prophet. But you see the difference that I'm making? Yeah. The point is, oh, okay. it's, one thing, it's one thing if I'm in front of the Prophet and I'm saying the Prophet said this in front of so me. So it's like, instead of saying, Qala Samaratu Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he'll say, Qala Rasulullah Sallallahu Yes. Okay. Exactly. That makes sense. So what would be like the classifications of each of the, the two? Is one more authentic than the other? Is one so <laughs> I think that would depend upon the, the narration itself. I mean, look at how much of Abu Huraira is in Bukhari, right? Bukhari is, is peppered with Abu Huraira. And it's kind of like saying, where's Abu Huraira getting all of his narrations from? From other companions. So it's fair to say that pretty much everything he's saying by default is probably sound. 
because he's getting it from companions upon companions. Okay. You know. Yeah. Okay. Um, and each report that does fall short in its full connection, its chain is really lacking, severed in its union. Munqatia. Oh. So these are these would be the ones that are really. What is munqatia? It just literally means something's been cut off. Okay. All right. Yeah. Let's stop right there. All right. So is that munqatia? Like, is that the last level for like the mashhur um, and So so that would be that, that's uh, this is now we're getting into uh, more on the problem side of chains. Okay. So it's kind of like the first is okay. Here's level of authenticity. Here is how consistent the chain is. Here's how widespread the chain is. Now we're beginning to look at uh, common problems of the chain. Okay. Like it being Murusal, the first problem being we don't know who the companion is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, good. We want to do next. Uh, so I guess we could do Mishkat because it covers this anyway. Okay. Yeah. Let's get to Mishkat al Masabi. And for for the lay person, most of this is completely irrelevant. Mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> the benefit, the the risk of this for the lay person is, and this is a very common problem, is that the lay person knows a few terms and then uses it to cause destruction. They don't realize it by saying, "Okay, well that's weak, that's weak, that's weak. Therefore, that's weak. That for I need, I don't need to learn from it." And that's the words of someone who doesn't know what they're talking about. Okay. So a common way that Bukhari gets written off by people. No, no. Ghazali gets written off by people. Is people who say that, okay, you know, he has weak hadith. Therefore, they just ignore the entire book. They throw out the whole baby with the bathwater. But when do, do these things become most vitally important? They become most vitally important if the prophet is reported to have said something, peace be upon him, that then I'm going to be held to account for on the Day of Judgment. Mm -hmm. If he's giving me a truism meaning something that I can recognize as truth, maybe it'll enhance or give me enhance my life or give me some insights. That's not necessarily something I'm going to be held to account. But if he's saying, okay, for Salah, you need to do this X, Y, Z. Then if I don't do it, then I'm potentially going to be suffering on the day of judgment. Mm. That's where this authenticity matter really becomes important. So like if, if a sheikh, for example, said something like, you know, uh, Imam Ghazali, like, parts of his book, if he says, like, instead of saying, like, the entire book should be disregarded, but if he said, like, parts of it could be, like, inaccurate or whatnot, um, because he uses hadith that, like, may be weak, uh, like, is that a valid criticism, or would that be... I, I'd say it's valid considering. It would be going against the grain of many other scholars, but okay. it's still worth considering. But, so again, it would be the same point. If he's using weak hadith on matters that I'm going to be held to account for, then then I have to be careful. But what have we covered so far? He's basically talked about the virtues of knowledge. Right. So, so those are, it's more like it's wisdom that we're being taught. Okay. You know? Yeah. All right. Okay. So what page are you Is this uh, 58, 59? Yeah. Alright, start wherever you want. Okay, so I'll start with the intro here. Uh, let's see what hadith is. The scholars and the muhadithin define hadith as 
a saying of the Prophet وسلم, his action or sirah, his awhal and his taqreer. Ahwal. Ahwal. The words saying and actions are easily understood. They refer to what he said and did. His sirah means his peculiarities and habits. It also means details of his look and appearance. Awhal uh, refers to his life and events therein. Taqreer is his silence on a saying or a doing of another person, a sahabi or companion. If he said or did something in the knowledge of the Prophet and neither did he object nor express approval, it is called taqreer. All these things together are hadith. All the books of hadith contain amounts or narrations on these lines. Some scholars include the definition of hadith as the sayings, deeds, and taqreer of the sahabis and the tabirin also. Okay, so a couple points here. <clears throat> the most common way today we define hadith, which overlaps what we have here, is anything the Prophet peace be upon him said, so qal, uh, anything he did, fi'il, and then anything he seemed to observe giving approval, taqrar. Yeah. And so here it's a slightly different categorization. When we speak of sirah, then what are we commonly speaking of? Uh, the life of the Prophet. Yeah, the biography. So sirah relating to like the path that somebody has walked. And then here, what is ahwal? That's the biography. In this in this listing, okay. And then taqrir is sort of like taqrar, same thing. Like he's in the presence of something. How would you know if he gave disapproval? If he said it, yeah. Or if he so, stopped it, yeah. Which means it would be in the first two categories, yeah. All or fail, yeah. And then, but if he's there and he's not doing anything, that means he's not disapproving, or we can infer he's not disapproving. Um, like we can't even see a frown or anything. Then it's taqrir. And so, so again, a point to think about is, is the whole construction of Islamic traditions is this ongoing chain and sometimes not chains of, of scholars and commentators, uh, sometimes responding to someone else, sometimes continuing what they've learned, but now they're expanding on it. And, and so the scholars themselves will often develop their own terminology. The foundational terminology is all coming from where? From the Quran. From the Quran. Yeah. Like Iman, like Taqwa, like Kufr, right? Um, but then, you know, if I'm speaking of Iman in the context of the Sawuf, in the context of the Sufis, then I'm talking about something that's a condition of the heart. If I'm speaking of Iman in the context of law, where law is only focused on your externals, you know, they're not focused on intentions. Iman is the same as Islam. Either you're a Muslim or not. Okay, Which means a Mu'min and a Muslim is the same thing. In the condition of the Sufis, no, a Muslim and Mu'min are not the same thing. If I'm looking at theology, Iman is the list of things that I believe. Okay, so then it becomes a mental thing. And so what happens is that as these fields grow, then people develop their own terminology and other people will continue or modify the terminology uh, over the course, literally, of generations. So the common definition, and we'll see, of Sahabi is what we're going to see in just a moment. But this applies to Sunnah as well. Notice Sunnah is not listed here. How would you define the difference or similarity between Hadith and Sunnah? I think one of the popular definitions is that Hadith is the sayings of the Prophet and where Sunnah is the actions. Okay, so one way we commonly define it is that sayings are actions. Yeah. We're saying Hadith also includes the actions. So if we look at it from that perspective, what's the difference between Hadith and Sunnah? Um, if yeah. <laughs> so Sunnah becomes more of what did the Prophet peace be upon him do regularly, mm-hmm. and then we have categorizations of Sunnah, including things that he said to do, and he always did, 
So what would we call that? Mu'akadah. Things that he said to do, and he often did. Mu'akadah. And then we might have things where he didn't say to do it, but he himself did. And this becomes the realm of ittiba'a, which is following him. So he puts on a ring. He doesn't tell us to wear a ring. But out of love for him, peace be upon him, or to try to be the perfect Muslim, which means to try to be like him, we might also start wearing a ring. You know, no detail becomes too small. But the key point to think about in the complexity of the whole tradition, like I'm saying, is different people will have different terms. The lay person thinks, all right, this is far, this is sunnah, this is wajib, so far and so on. But even their sunnah has multiple levels and such. Yeah. Okay, continue. Okay, so the final sahabi, etc., and etc., etc., uh, just um, a sahabi is a person who, as a believing person who had iman, had the honor of seeing the Prophet and who died as a believer. Yeah, so this word says meeting, and the common is actually seeing. Yeah. That's not the only definition, because what do you do about Abdullah uh, ibn uh, al Maktum? Yeah, Abdullah bin Umm Maktoum. Yeah. Uh, is it Umm Okay. I think so, yeah. The, and who is he? The blind person. Yeah. So how, he obviously didn't see the Prophet, be see upon him, but there's an ayah literally about him, yeah. right? And and so so the point is that ultimately we're saying you're present before the Prophet, be see upon him, while in belief, and you remain in belief all the way through your death. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you live your whole life with the Prophet, be see upon him, but you become Muslim after he dies, technically, you're not a companion. And then we also have levels of companions. Uh, those who are companions before the Battle of Badr are one class. Those who are companions after the Hijra are a different class, even though Badr is after that. Those who are companions after the conquest of Mecca are a different class. And so we also have different classifications for, for that. Why would that part be important? Uh, based on, like, who uh, who believed like from the very beginning like because the people who believed at the very beginning are the ones who were like the closest to the prophet uh-huh. and from the prophet the most versus yeah. like someone like Amr ibn al-As who converted much much later yeah, yeah exactly and so we will have less expectations for those who became Muslim later higher expectations for those who became Muslim earlier and what I mean by expectation things we can learn from them and their own personal transformation from their days of Jahiliyyah so if someone becomes Muslim you know, all the way at the end, after the conquest of Mecca, the Prophet peace upon him is only alive for a short while later. Uh, we're not going to expect that that person has transformed from Jahiliya very much. We would still categorize them as higher than anybody of any class from a spiritual perspective. Even uh, the lowest of the companions is still higher spiritually than the greatest of all scholars. Uh, but nevertheless, I'm probably going to learn more from the scholar than I will from that companion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A person who, as a believer, had the honor of meeting a sahaba and who died a believer. So, yeah, basically the same, same point and continuing. And what else are we, are, are we learning from this? Back to the point of what's central to Ahl Sunnah with Jama'ah is that we learn from the sahaba, but deeper than that, we're saying it's the chain of learning. Continue. Tabi'in. Tabi'in. Those who, they're those believers who met at Dabiri and who died at Believers. In okay. terms of composition, a hadith. Uh, that's, a, that's a different thing. Okay. That's, the next, that's the next subsection. And so so now, what are we, why we have only three levels? Why not have Taba, Taba, Tabi? Uh, because 
as the level go on, like the chain becomes weaker. Yeah, and specifically, it goes back to a hadith, where the Prophet peace on said what? That three's the that my generation is the best generations, yeah. and the one that comes after them, and the one that comes after them, and then it goes down from there. Yeah. So even that classification of three levels, where we emphasize the three, is going back to a narration attributed to the Prophet peace upon him. Uh, in terms of composition, a hadith is made up of two things, uh, sanad and matan. The sanad is the chain of narrators right from the Prophet to the writer of the hadith. Um, it's also called a line of transmission. And then... Matan. Yeah, matan is the text of the hadith that came to be narrated from the Prophet Thus, haddathana Abu al-Yaman qal akhbarana shu'aib qal haddathana Abu zanad anil a'raj أعرج عن أبي هريرة أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال والذي نفسي بيده لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى أكون أحب إليه من والده وولده related to us Abu Yaman saying that Shuaib said that uh, related to us that Abu Zinad from Al Araj from Abu Huraira that the Messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم said by him in whose hands my life is, none of you believes until I am dearer to him than his parents and his children. Okay, so first, um, notice the different ways of transmission. Mm -hmm. The terminologists use. One is haddathana. And then what's the one after that? Qala. Well, qala, and then what? Akhbarana. Akhbarana. And then we have another haddathana. Yeah. And then we have an. Yes. Okay. And then another an, and then... Anna. And then, yeah, and then Abu Huraira, and Abu Huraira said what? Anarasul. Uh, Allah. Yeah. Um, and so Abu Huraira, Anarasul um, um, yeah, um, said that uh, the Prophet said this. So he didn't say, I heard this. So this is an example of what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And so, Sanad, what does Sanad literally mean? It means, it means to lean on. So this person is leaning on this person, who's leaning on this person, who's leaning on this person for the knowledge of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Just like we say a chain is as strong as we could link, you know. And then what then is the text? Okay, continue. In this hadith, <coughs> all the words from Haddathana related to Abu Huraira are the isnad, or the chain of narrators. The remaining portion is the text of hadith. Uh, in terms of its isnad, a hadith is of three kinds, marfu'r, mawquf, and maqtu'r. Marfu'r, uh, is in a hadith whose line of transmission is traced right up to the Prophet For example, the Prophet said, the Prophet did, the Prophet observed silence, or one says that the hadith is proved from the Prophet in a murfu'a way. Ibn Abbas is traced it to the Prophet The hadith whose sanad is traced to the Prophet is called murfu'a. Okay. When the chain of narrators stops at a companion, the hadith is termed maqquf. Uh, isn't this like... Oh, okay. Yeah. The example, the saying Ibn Abbas said, or Ibn Abbas did, or the saying, the hadith is mawquf at Ibn Abbas. Okay. So this would be like something like, qala Amr ibn As, right? Like in that one hadith in Imam al-Nawwi, like, um, like, kuntu khalfa, so it starts out, kuntu khalfa Rasulillah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, something like, uh, or no, sorry, akhda Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bi man kibay wa qal, kun fi dunya ka anna ka gharibun awa abir sabir. Amr ibn Al-As narrates that, the Prophet Sallallahu grabbed my shoulder and said, you know, be in this world as a traveler. And then it says, وَكَانَ بْنُ عَمْرَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ وَكَانَ بْنُ عَمْرَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ يَقُولُ And then Ibn Umar رضي الله عنه said, like, we used to say, um, like, 
how does it start? Yeah, but yeah. I think I think we're talking about the correct universe here. Yeah. 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 So that would that would be Moku. Seems that's like something it. like that he used to say. The mm -hmm. the companion himself used to say, but that the Prophet Sallallahu himself didn't say. So, so above, where did it say here? Um, some scholars include the definition of hadith, sayings, deeds, and taqrir of the Sahabis and Tabi'in. Some will not call it hadith. Some will call that athar. Okay. So same thing here. Okay. Why mawquf? What does mawquf mean? It stopped. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. So it stopped short of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Yeah. Next. Mawquf. Uh, it is a hadith whose sanad terminates at the tabiri. Some people call both mawquf and maqtu'ar by the same name, athar. Yeah, athar. Athar. And so athar here is tabi'i. Other people use athar for sahaba. Okay. But again, do you see? Different terminology is being used. And so a lot of times when when uh, you will have, just like, you know, like uh, Bukhari will say this hadith is sahih, and Muslim will say this hadith is sahih, Someone else will come along, and if they're both saying sahih, then it's probably sahih. But if one person is saying sahih, you'll probably find someone else critiquing it. And and so, how does this then play out? It's almost like we have different schools, in the sense that what are the big places of learning of the Muslim world? You have Al-Azhar, right? Uh, in the past, you had Mali or Timbuktu, right? Uh, and you, we have uh, Deoband and the subcontinent. And, and then in relate connected to that, you have Darul Nadwa and such. And then a branch off of Al-Azhar is, is sort of um, Malaysia, the uh, International Islamic University of Malaysia. And so these are all different schools, and they almost become different chains of their own. And, and so much of, we might probably talk about this in a previous meeting, much of the, 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 the most, uh, not for like, uh, uh, not dominant, but a prolific, Hadith learning has come from the subcontinent, from the likes of Shah Waliullah and then later on the Deobandis and such. And so their particular terminology will be different than the people over here at the, the Western regions and like Idoween uh, and Morocco and such. And so sometimes when you're hearing someone, just like you're translating kilograms to meters or kilograms to, to pounds, you often have to translate the, the, the different terms that people are using to figure out their particulars, if that's important to you. Meaning, what we're talking about, we're getting to really particular, uh, really uh, deep levels of scrupulousness and such. Yeah. Okay, continue. Athar, yeah. uh, the word hadith is applied by some authorities only to the Prophet saying deeds in taqrir, while a saying, action, or taqrir of a companion in tabiri is called athar. In terms of narration or report, a hadith may be one of five kinds mutasil, munqatir, mubal, mu'allaq. And Mursad. Alright, so let's look at each of these. Huh? Yeah, so let's look at these ones. Okay. So just to summarize though for, yeah. um, for these. So uh, a marfu'a hadith is a hadith that goes straight to the Prophet Inshallah. A mawquf or a mawdu sorry, yeah, a mawquf or a maqtu'a hadith. A mawquf hadith by some nar uh, some scholars they consider it to be uh, that's like it stops at the Sahaba, whereas the maqtu'a stops at the Tabiri, but yeah. some scholars consider both of them to be athar which is yeah. sayings of the, of the companions or the tabari. Yeah, and so what we're saying is in this particular school in which this book, this commentary is coming from, marfu, maquf, maktur. So marfu, prophet, maktur, sahabi, and then 
Maquf is Sahabi, Maqtur is Tabi. So did this book consider all three of them to be part of Hadith or no? Uh, I don't know if it, clar- if it clarifies, but it does use all three of these. Okay. Yeah. Athar, uh, so we covered Athar. Yeah. Um, and then there's uh, terms of narration of Hadith is five times. Hadith Muttasil. Uh, in in fact, you know what, maybe let's, let's stop right here. Okay. Because uh, this is probably already going to be information overload. Right. So, <laughs> so to recap a couple things from the previous book, Think of the, the subsections we looked in Baikonia. The first section was what? Uh, the first three. Yeah. The first three main divisions. Of authenticity. Yeah. And then what do we have? Uh, the chains. Yeah, the consistency or the fullness of the chains. And then what do we have after that? Uh, if there's problems with the chains? Problems with chains will come after. That's what we were just beginning. And the last is how widespread is the chain? How many chains? Multiple chains quoting the same thing. Okay, so we yeah. started off with authenticity, then we go into the chains. Fullness of the chains. Fullness chain. of the chain, then the number of chains. Yeah. And then the problems. And then we're, we're beginning the, the problems. And then here, what do we have? Here's a little bit easier. First, we define what is hadith, and then define classifications of people who will be narrating from the Prophet, Sahabi, Tabi, 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 And then we talked about Sanad and Matan. And then how far, oh, how early does the chain go? So that's the same thing as in Baikonia, the fullness of the chain, right? This would be, yeah, I guess this would be sort of like the fullness of the chain, inshallah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay, good point. Okay. All right, let's stop right here. Okay. Yeah. All right, subhanakallahu wa bihamdika, nashadu illa ilaha illa anta, nasna firga, wa natubu ilayk, wa akhir da'wana, and alhamdulillah, hirabbil alameen, and...